I desire your prayers tonight. If you have your Bibles, 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15. You stand, we'll, we'll read tonight. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 15. I want to begin reading with verse 3. <clears throat> Preacher, thank you. I love Brother Dennis. Amen. Brother Dennis has been a friend of mine. I remember the first time I ever came up here, and the situ- there was a situation arose that <laughs> Some of you weren't here. Amen. And I like what he said. Amen. If it had been true. He said, I would have took him out back and beat the devil out of him myself. Amen. And I like what he said. We've been friends ever since. And I appreciate the man of God and what he stands for. Church, I want to say this tonight, okay, because he said this a while ago. There's churches without pastors, and some of them don't want a pastor, and that's the truth. Amen. And you ought to thank God you've got one like Brother Dennis. Amen. Amen. This man loves the Lord, and, and well, he came last year and preached at our revival, and, man, our church just fell in love with Brother Dennis. And, um, and, and it's because of what he preaches and what he stands on and what he stands for. Amen. You don't find this everywhere you go. Amen. And that's the truth. Amen. And I appreciate him, and I've known him a long time now, and ever since down there at the first church that night. And uh, he, he hasn't changed. Amen. And I, I thank the Lord, amen, for that tonight. Amen. And I hope you have it. But I'm afraid that we're living in a time. There's people changing all around us. And that's exactly what we see here in this chapter. The Bible says in verse 3, you there say Amen. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not. But slay both man and woman, infant, suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. And Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in Timlam and and 200,000 footmen and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to the city of Amalek and laid wait in the valley. And Saul said unto the Kenites, do, do depart, get you down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites, and Saul smote the Amalekites from Hevelah until, the, until they come to Shur, that is over against Egypt. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them, but everything that was vile and and refused that they destroyed utterly. Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he has turned back from following me. He hath not performed, here it is, my commandments. Now this ain't Samuel saying that, amen. This is God saying that about the man of God. The Bible said that he, he, he has he had not performed my commandments, and it grieved to Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul, come to Carmel, and behold, he, he set him up a place and has gone about and passed on and, and gone down to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and, and, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandments of the Lord. He's a liar. Yeah. 
He didn't do it like God told him to, amen. And I'm afraid tonight that the church ain't really doing what God has told us to do, amen. Listen to this. And Samuel said, what meaneth then? If you done it like God told you to do, Saul, what, what meaneth the bleeding of the sheep in mine ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, they have brought them uh, uh, from the Amalekites for the people spared uh, of the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God and the rest we utterly destroyed. And here's what Samuel said. Then Samuel said unto Saul, Stay, stay, and I will tell thee what the Lord has said to me this night. And he said unto him, Say on. And Samuel said, When thou, when thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king of Israel? And the Lord set thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners and the Amalekites and, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil and didst evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me and have brought Agag, the king of the Amalekite, or of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoiled sheep and oxen and chief of the things which should be, have been utterly destroyed as sacrifice unto the Lord God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, it is better. Listen, he said, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of the ram. Father God, we want to thank you once again for the privilege that we have to call on your name. God, we want to thank you for the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. The presence of the Holy Spirit uh, that's in this place tonight, God. Uh, Lord, we thank you for every song that's been sung. Uh, God, we thank you for the reading of the word. Uh, and God, I pray for that anointing, God, that unction from on high. Uh, God, would you use this vessel now just for a little while. Uh, God, help me tonight, God, to preach what you've laid on my heart. Uh, God, you said it would not return void unto you. Uh, and God, I pray it won't fall on deaf ears tonight, God. Uh, Lord, would you help us all tonight, God, uh, as we come into this church building tonight, Lord. Uh, uh, God, would you help us to leave here in a different way than what we came in tonight, God. Uh, would you help us to leave here revived, revived, revived in our heart tonight, God. Uh, Lord, would you help us to leave here being closer, closer to God than we've ever been. Lord God, would you move, have your will and way in every heart and life. And Father, we'll thank you. And God, we will praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name. And all of God's people saying, you may be seated. I, I, I've got to give you my introduction tonight before I can ever get into the message. So you just bear with me. I'm going to give this to you. I wrote it down just like God gave it to me and I hope that you'll get an understanding of what's taking place here and what God showed me in the Word of God. We know the story. Samuel came to King Saul and told him to go down and smite the Amalekites in verse 3. And the Bible said in, in verse 7, uh, uh, he said, and, and he said, and Samuel smote the Amalekites uh, uh, from Hevla unto the, thou comest to Shur that is over against Egypt. 
The Bible tells us in verse 9, But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen of the fatlings of the lamb and all that was good and would not utterly destroy but everything that was vile and, he re- and refused, uh, they, that they utterly destroyed. The Bible tells us, amen, that God gave him specific instructions on what to do. He was to go down there and kill everything that was there and spare nothing. But that ain't what they did, is it, amen? The Bible tells us, amen, I believe this broke the heart of God, amen, as he looked down and he saw his man disobeying his commandment. And I don't know about you tonight, amen, that's an act of disobedience, amen, like we've never seen in the Word of God. In the Bible, it was so bad that God had to send a prophet down there, amen, and deal with this this king, amen. It's very clear, amen, that that he disobeyed the commandment of the Lord because the Bible said there in verse 11 it said it repenteth me that I have set Saul to be king for he has turned back from following me. It broke God's heart. It made God sad. Amen. That he had even set this man up to be king over Israel. I don't know about you but I believe we need to get back to that place tonight that it breaks our heart. Amen. Just like it breaks God's heart when we see God's people disobeying God tonight. Amen. It amazes me how people can go and do and say whatever they want to do and say now even in the house of God and there ain't really many people saying anything about it anymore. I'm going to say this tonight. If it's wrong, it's wrong. It don't matter who's doing it. Amen. Sin is still sin tonight. Amen. And if there ever was a time that we need to preach against sin, it's now, amen. I believe if it it bothers God, it ought to bother us, amen. Amen. The Bible said there in verse 12, uh, the Bible said, and when Samuel rose up early to meet Saul in the morning, uh, it was told Samuel saying, uh, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he has set up a place uh, and has gone about uh, and, and passed on and gone down from Gilgal. And the Bible said that God sent Samuel down there to meet him. Uh, and when Samuel got there, amen, uh, uh, the Bible says in verse 17, watch this, uh, in verse 17, Samuel said, when thou wast sleeping, in thine own sight was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel and the Lord anointed thee king over Israel when I read that that, that stuck out to me preacher I, I want to try to get this over to you the way God showed it to me you can almost see Samuel here in the word of God hey man Samuel God's man looking back and he's reminiscing about Saul this great man this God that God this man that God anointed king to be over Israel and Samuel comes and he looks at him and he says Saul don't you remember don't you remember when thou was little in thine own sight Remember, remember, Saul, don't you remember how you used to be? Saul, can't you remember? Hey, said way back under. Saul, can't you remember how it used to be? I believe when he comes to this man, amen, Samuel is looking at Saul, the king of Israel, and he says, here it is, you've changed. You've changed, Saul. 
Amen. He's looking at this man that was a great king of Israel uh, that would follow God and do exactly what God said to do. But now, amen, he's disobeyed God uh, and he comes to him and and he says, uh, So you have changed. If there ever was a time that God's people have changed, it was this past year. Amen. I mean, really change. Uh, preacher, I thought people were sold out to God until something that we couldn't even see came by. Amen. And I don't even know if it's here or not. Amen. But they sure ain't here. Amen. You know why? Because they changed. Amen. And I ain't trying to knock your pastor tonight. I ain't trying to be little to virus at all. It's real, as real as can be. Amen, but we're not to live in fear because God didn't give us the spirit of fear. The Bible says in the book of Timothy that God gave us, a, amen, not the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind, and we're not to operate out of fear tonight, amen. And it bothers me tonight. Here's how much people have changed. If you can wear a mask and go to work, and you can wear a mask and go to, to Walmart, and you can wear a mask, amen, and go everywhere, why can't you wear one to come to church, amen? You need to quit putting it off on this virus and let's just get down to business tonight. Bless God, you changed, amen. You changed, you changed, Saul. He said, Saul, you changed. Don't you remember, Saul, how it used to be? So I remember when we, when, when, when you were little, amen, and in your own sight, he, he didn't thank himself to me much. Thank you for the singing tonight, Amen. God knows what he's doing, amen. There was a time that Saul didn't think himself to be anything. As a matter of fact, on the day they were anointing him, the Bible says he tried to hide himself among his own staff. Boy, that'll preach. There's a lot of people at home hiding among their own staff tonight. That'll preach, amen. As we go back and see how Saul was, amen, when he first started out and then how he ended ended up, amen, I hope this will help you tonight because I don't want you to end up like Saul. You better read this Bible, amen. It would do you good to start over, amen, and read this thing and find out this was a man that God chose. This was a man that God anointed. This was a man that God had his hand on, but God withdrew him. Why? Because he changed, amen. Because he changed, amen. I do believe the longer we serve God, the closer you are to get to God. And here's what bothers me tonight, y'all. We're we're seeing young converts get saved, amen, and and want to do something for the Lord. And it's those that's been saved for years and years and years that are walking away. That bothers me, amen. Hey, man, if this virus did anything, it just revealed to us what some people already were. Amen. I ain't going to apologize for what I'm preaching. I'm just telling the truth tonight, amen. Some people that were sitting on church peas were already out. Didn't even know it. Preacher sitting there, amen, already out of church and didn't even know it. We know it now. We know where they are now. Amen. I mean, there was a time, y'all, we wouldn't let anything keep us from serving God. Well, I'm seeing the opposite, amen. 
In this generation right now, we're seeing the opposite of what we're supposed to be. Amen. And we need revival. We need a revival that'll sweep across this land. Amen. In spite of corona. Amen. In spite of cancer. In spite of everything that's going on. In spite of all the darkness. In spite of the storms. In spite of the valleys. We need revival. We need revival. Amen. You know what the word means, bless God, to put life back in something that's already dead. Notice this twice in the Bible, twice. It tells us, amen, that Saul wasn't little, but he was bigger than anyone else. Chapter 9, verse 2. The Bible said, watch this. I'm just going to give it to you like God gave it to me, and I hope it'll help you. Here's what the Bible said, and he said he had a vision whose name he had a son whose name was Saul, and a choice young man and a goodly, and there was none among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders and upwards, he was higher than any other people. This man, amen, he wasn't a short man, he wasn't like I am. <laughs> amen. I mean he wasn't like Zacchaeus. <laughs> He wasn't a wee little man. The Bible tells us twice, amen, that this man was a head taller than any of the people. I just read to you right there, amen. Look at chapter 10, verse 23. The Bible says in chapter 10, verse 23, and they ran and fetched him thence, and when he stood among the people, he was higher than any of the people from his shoulders and upward. He was a big man like your pastor. I stand against Brother Dennis and I can't even be seen. <laughs> Amen. His shadow's bigger than I am. Amen. The Bible says he was a choice young man. He was goodly. Amen. He was goodlier, the Bible says, than anybody around him. But listen, in spite of his statue, in spite of his height, in spite of his outward appearance, amen, in spite of the fact that he was goodlier, better, so to speak, than all those around him, amen, the Bible said that he was a man in his earlier years of humility because Samuel, what I read, remember, when thou was little in thine own sight, he didn't think himself to be like that. He didn't think himself to be anybody, to be anything. He wasn't riding on that high horse Amen. But somewheres, somehow, down through the years, that man changed. And instead of getting closer to God, now he's getting further away from God. And we've got people tonight that are sitting on our church pews, and instead of getting closer to God, they're getting further away from God. Amen. That's what our text says. Amen. He thought he was little in his own sight of everyone else, amen. He didn't think he was better than his friends. He didn't think he was better than his daddy. He didn't think he was better, amen, than anybody in the church, anybody around him. He didn't think he was better at all. As a matter of fact, at one time he thought himself to be the least among them. But something changed. Amen. In chapter 9, verse 20. Watch this. The Bible says in chapter 9, verse 20, and as for thine asses that were lost three days ago, set not thy mind on them, for they are found. And on whom is all the 
desire of Israel? Is it not on thee and on all thy father's house? I thought about that. A man, the Bible says, a man, what is he, he found out that, that he was going to be king, a man, and the Bible says that his father told him one day, I want you to go up around and find them animals. They're lost in the hills. And, and this is what the thought God gave me today. Y'all, I, I, you help me, okay? You, Have you changed? Have you changed? Have you changed tonight? In, in a time when you first started out, from the time you got saved to where you are in this church building right now, have you changed? I'm afraid we have. Some people have changed and don't even know it. Amen. He did. He didn't even realize how much he had changed. Because at one time he didn't think himself to be better than anybody. Right. But now he's walking around like a big shot. Yeah. Now he's walking around like he's king of Israel. Amen. Ain't nobody better than him. Amen. He can do whatever he wants to, when he wants to, how he wants to. And when you get like that, friend, you're in trouble. Amen. Amen, because that's exactly what got him in trouble. Amen, the Bible said in verse 21, And Saul answered and said, Am not I a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel, and my family the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin? Wherefore then speakest thou to me? There was a time that he felt like that. But not now, because something had changed, amen. Samuel comes to him and reminds him, amen, of what he used to be and how he used to be and where he used to be. But you've changed, Saul. You've changed. Where did he change? Well, first of all, let me just say this tonight. I've got three and we'll go home. Amen. There was a time when he was searching for those things that were lost. Those little lost animals, amen. When you go back to chapter 9 and verse 3, the Bible says, uh, And the asses of Kish, Saul's fathers, were lost. And Kish said unto his son, Take now, uh, take now one of the servants with thee and rise and go find those asses. Uh, go seek them. Go after them. He didn't argue with his daddy. Amen. He didn't get up and say, You know what, Dad? Uh, yeah, let somebody else do that. I'm your son. I don't need to be up there in the mountains. I don't, I don't need to be out there in the woods. Uh, I don't need to be going finding lost animals. Uh, get somebody else to do. That ain't what he said, amen. He didn't argue. Amen. He didn't question it. He just got up, took somebody, and went out there to find them lost animals. Uh, can I ask you tonight, uh, when's the last time you had a burden? I mean a real burden uh, for those that are lost uh, and on their way to hell. Don't you remember how it used to be when you first got saved uh, and you wanted everybody to have what you had because God saved you and you wanted everybody to be saved, amen. amen. But not now. Yeah. Not now. Now we, now we come into church. Well, let somebody else do it. Yeah. Yes, sir. He said it tonight. On, Your pastor said we ought to go beyond the four walls of this church. Yeah. Amen. And God help us to get in the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. Yes, sir. Amen. Why we ain't doing that? I'm going to tell you why. We changed. We changed, amen. amen. There used to be a time that we wanted to. He wouldn't have to ask you. He wouldn't have to pump and prime you and beg you to do it. Amen. People that love God would go out, amen, and try to get those that were lost to come in. Now they ain't nobody knocking on no doors. Why? Because we've lost that burden and that desire because we changed, amen. I'm just telling the truth. Amen. I'm just preaching what God told me to tell you tonight. Amen. There was a time 
this man, he didn't think himself to be nothing. He didn't think himself to be anything. And when his father asked him to go get those that were lost, boy, he went right out there. I believe he shook every bush. I believe, I believe he looked under every tree. I believe he looked all over them mountains uh, trying to find that one that was lost. Uh, my God, we won't even get on the phone and call nobody now. We've gotten so far away from God. Amen. God made it easy for us. He ain't asking us, amen, to go to the hillsides. Hey, listen, just go next door. Just go next door. Somebody needs Jesus. Amen. And God made it so easy for us that He gave us telephones and cell phones and automobiles to use in this generation. And this generation, amen, we're seeing the fewest saved than we've ever seen in the history of the church. Why? Because we changed. Have you changed? Have you changed? I want you to ask yourself that tonight. Do you remember when God saved you? (laughs) Do you remember how God saved you? On your way to hell, lost without God. Hey man, it's a wonder we ain't all there right now. And we should have been. We should have been. But God's mercy and God's great love came to where you were. And God saved you. Amen. And you had a desire. I remember time, preacher. I mean, every Saturday, we'd be on visitation. Every Saturday morning, we'd be on visitation. Every Saturday morning, there were three of us in my church, Randy Thomas, Bobby Hedgepath, and myself, and we knocked on doors until 12 o'clock. We started at 9, and we went to dinner time, and we knocked on doors, and we knocked on doors, and there was one door we went to every Saturday. His name's Rand- Randy. Randy Richardson. He knows him. Randy Richardson was a drunk. Randy's Richardson wife came to our church. And Randy's wife, she she, she worshiped Walmart, by the way, sis. And she would say, will y'all please go see my husband? Will y'all please come talk to him? Will y'all please come and talk to him? He's lost. He's a drunk. He's on his way to hell. Every Saturday we'd go there. And you know what he'd do? We'd knock on that door. And old Randy here, he'd say, Joyce, you go tell him I ain't here. We at the door. You can hear everything the man's saying. He said, you go tell him I ain't here. She'd come to the door and say, he don't come. He don't want to talk to you today. We'd go back to church the next day and she'd say, will y'all please come next week? This went on, y'all. I can't tell you how long this went on. It went all year. It came down through December. It came into January just like this and it snowed. And old Randy got up that morning. He so told Joyce, he said, they won't be here today. He said, they won't come today because it's snowing. He said, she said, how do you know they ain't going to come? He said, they ain't going to come in the snow. He said, if they come in the snow, I'll get saved. Do you know who showed up? You know why we showed up? Because we had a burden. Amen. That God saved an old wretch like me. I deserved hell, y'all. I deserved hell. I deserved to be in hell. But God saved my soul. And we had a desire to see somebody else come to know Christ. Amen. We knocked on that door. He wouldn't come. He didn't come. He wouldn't do it. You know what we did? If he was here, he'd tell you this story. We nailed in that snow in his front yard. And we prayed for that man that was in that house lost without God. That somehow God would save that man's soul. Listen. And don't let Randy die. <laughs> Listen, church. 
He said, I peeked out the window, and them three men were st- knelt down in my front yard. In the yeah, listen now. And he came to church the next morning, and that Emmanuel Free Will Baptist Church in Dallas, North Carolina. Oh, Randy Richardson gave his heart and life to God. You know what Randy's doing right now? You know what Randy Richardson's yeah. doing? Tell him. He, he's a pastor of the church, amen. He's pastor of the church, amen. I'm telling you, you never know what's out there. Amen. And Saul didn't question what was out there. His daddy said, you go find them. He got up, got somebody, just like Jesus told you and I, go two by two, get you a partner, get a desire back in your heart, and go find somebody lost. Have you changed? Have you changed? Was there a time in your life that you used to have that desire? Was there a time in your life when God said, go and, I, and by the way, that's a commandment. I command you to go on the highways and hedges and compel them. Now, if God turns his back on this man, who at one time had a desire to do what his daddy told him to do, go find those lost animals. Go. He didn't question it. He just went out there and he found every one of them. But there came a time that he... Time over time, over time, something happened. And he lost one. And the Bible said he disobeyed God because he lost that burden. He lost that desire to see lost things saved. There's people all around you tonight. There's people in your home, in your family on their way to hell. And we sat in the house of God. And we would be ashamed of us. That our Father has asked us, commanded us to go. Well, the preacher do it. I'm about sick and tired of hearing what the preacher can do. Because I never read in there where he said for the preacher to go. I didn't read in there where he said for the deacon board to go. Hey man, he said I he said I command you. Hey man, that you go. And if you call yourself a Christian, if you're born again by the marvelous grace of God Almighty, you ought to have a burden to go. But you know what happened? You changed. It ain't just you. I changed. When's the last time you took somebody and knocked on doors? You know when the last time I knocked on a door, preacher? Was the week of our revival. I ain't been out there since. We knocked on 200 doors that week. Oh, that ain't nothing. We feel like we've done something. We've done nothing. We should have went back the next week. And we should have went back the next Saturday. And we should have went back the next Saturday. And we need to let this world know that we got a burden for their soul again, y'all. We've changed. Not only have we changed about 
those things that are lost. But I believe we change. Watch this. He's, he's, he's reminding Saul. Saul, remember us. Remember Saul when thou was little in thine own sight. Remember how you used to be, Saul, and you had a desire to find those things that were lost. Remember, Saul, when you had a desire. Remember when you were sensitive to the Spirit. Remember when you were sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 6 in, our, in chapter 10. These altars are open, y'all. I need revival, don't you? The Bible says in verse 6, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned into another man. Boy, there was a time that Saul was sensitive to the Spirit because the Spirit of God came on him, and it changed him, and he became this different man because of the power of the Holy Spirit of God that was on him in Paul. And, and Saul became sensitive to the Spirit of God and the moving of God. And when the, God told him to do something, he did it. When God commanded him to do it, he did it. But not now. Not now. Why? Because he's changed. And now he's doing what he wants to do. How he he's not sensitive to the moving of the Holy Ghost of God anymore. Do you remember the time? Boy, I remember this. I remember this like it was yesterday, Chris. I just got saved, y'all, 38 years ago. I'm sitting in a free will Baptist church just like this. Emmanuel Free Will Baptist Church. I sat on the front row, and I've always sat on the front row ever since I got saved. My wife's always sat on the back. I ain't sitting on the back. And apparently she ain't going to sit on the front. Somebody said, you just do that because you want to be seen. No. Have you lost your mind? I do this because I don't want you. To, I don't want to see you. I don't want to see all the distractions. I don't want anything to hinder me. Amen. I need God. Amen. And I found out on that front pew, nobody hinders you. Amen. On the front pew. Amen. And here I sit on the front pew, and the Holy Ghost of God got on me and says, Run. 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 Run down the aisle. Just get up and run down the aisle. And I'm arguing with God now. This actually happened, y'all. Honest to goodness, I was 23 years old. And the Holy Spirit of God told me to run in a free will Baptist church where there ain't nobody ever run before. And I said, I said, Lord, if I do that, everybody in here is going to think I'm crazy. Everybody in here is going to think I'm nuts. If I get up and run down the aisle of this church, my wife's back to her. She'll leave. I quenched the spirit. Listen. You hear me? I did. Listen. I got out in the car. I, could, I got out in the car that wouldn't leave me. Thank Thank God. I told Janet on the way home, I said, something happened at church. She said, what happened? I said, the Holy Spirit got on me and told me I should run. You know what she said? Why didn't you? Uh -huh. Why didn't you? I said, I guess I scared. I was afraid of what people might say or think. You know what she said? She said, what you going to do about it? I said, if it ever happens again, I'm going to mind the Holy Ghost. I don't care what people think. Amen.
I don't care what people say about me. I don't care what people think about me. If the Holy Ghost of God will move on me like that again, I'm going to mind the Lord. Sure enough, 6 o'clock back at church. Really? Can't you wait a few weeks? Can't you let me muster up? Amen. Some confidence here, God. Can't you just let me? It was just this morning. The choir got the singing and the Holy Ghost got the dealing. You know what I'm talking about. Hey man, you used to be so sensitive to the Spirit of God that if He told you to go to an altar like that, you would get up and go too. But not now. Why? Because we've changed. Holy Spirit of God got on me. He said, run. I said, oh. He said, run. Son, I jumped up and took off running down the aisle of that church. I don't know how I acted. I don't know what I did. All I know is when I turned around, there was about three more coming behind me. God fell into place and we had revival in our church. Amen. You know why? Because somebody obeyed the Lord. Somebody was sensitive to the Spirit and the moving of God. We needed to get back to that place tonight, church. God help us tonight. Amen. We don't care what they think about us. We don't care what they say about us. I need God. I need God on me. I need the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. There was a time he was sensitive to the Spirit of God, but not now. As time went on and time went on and time went on, Saul forgot about that. He forgot about those lost things up there in the woods. He forgot about being sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit. There was a time. Remember how you used to come praying? You didn't care what anybody thought or said how you prayed. Amen. My, my granddaughter told me the other night, she said, Papa, they don't know nobody pray like you. Has your granddaughter ever heard you pray? Yes, sir. She ought to. Amen. She needs to. Amen. I remember I went to the first Free Will Baptist Church in Gastonia for two and a half years. Y'all got to understand, this is a big church. The first Free Will Baptist Church in Gastonia is the biggest Free Will Baptist Church in our town. William Calvert was the pastor there for many, many, many years until he got older and he couldn't pastor it anymore. He took a church from 150 people to 400 people in our hometown, Gastonia, North Carolina. And I went down there and, and, and Brother Harold and, and Ronnie Wilson and all them fellas that, that I knew in, in our association and, and, and they all said, why are you going down there? I said, because God told me to. I had left my church, and that's where God told me to go. And they said, Richard, understand, he's not going to let you preach in that pulpit. Now, y'all, I'm, 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 I'm unlearned. Bless him, Lord. I'm ignorant, <laughs> and I'm stubborn. <laughs> he said, he's not going to let you. I said, why? He said, because you didn't go to Bible college. I said, you mean that man won't let nobody preach in his pulpit because they didn't go to college? I barely got out of high school, y'all. Yeah, listen. I think they really kicked me out. And they didn't want me back. So the reason I got out, <laughs> and that's the truth. I was mean. Y'all know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I went down there, 
and I, they had a Monday night visitation. That's me. I'm the guy. I'm in on that. I think the church needs a visitation program. Yes. Amen. But we got in on that. And guess who my partner was? The preacher. Brother William. We was out on Wednesday night, on Monday night, going out on visitation, and the preacher's sick. We got in the car after church because we all met there and we prayed and we got and we they they had houses. People give you numbers. They wanted you to go see this one. They wanted you to go there. That's why we went and seen and and we got in the car and I said, preacher, you, you don't feel good. He said, brother Richard, I'm sick. I think I'm. He said, I don't feel good. And I said, you just want to go home. I said, it'll be okay. We we don't have to do this. We can go back to church. We'll go. He said, no, let's go. Let's go to the first one. We got to the first house, y'all, and we got out, and, and, and he's sick. He's throwing up outside the car. I said, preacher, let's go back to the church. You go home. On the way back to the church, he, he said, can you preach Wednesday night? I said, I sure can. I sure can. He said, I'm asking you to do that because of what happened last week. We, were, we went to revival at the Cramerton Free Will Baptist Church. In Cramerton. Deadest church I've ever been in. Deader than four o'clock. It's dead. And that poor old preacher got up there and preached a message. And when he gave an altar call, guess who went to the altar? I thought everybody went. I don't look around. I just know God told me to go pray. I need revival. Yeah. I, yeah. I need revival. Yeah. 28 years old, I need Jesus. Say, yeah. man, I'm down. And y'all, I pray like I always pray. Uh-huh. Sensitive to the Spirit of God. Uh-huh. And when I got up, everybody in that church is staring at me. And I went back and sat down beside Preacher Calvert. And he put his hand on my shoulder and said, Son, everybody in here should have been praying like that. Mm-hmm. He said, I want you to preach like you prayed. Mm-hmm. And in two and a half years that I was in that church, I'm not bragging, it was God, y'all, it was God. I preached more for him than any of those guys that went to Bible college. And that wasn't me. That was God. If you'll just get sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord. If God tells you to shout, you ought to shout. If God tells you to raise your hand, if God tells you to testify, you ought to testify. If God tells you to run, you ought to run. If God tells you to come to an altar to pray, you ought to just get up and go pray. Can I ask you a question tonight? Have you changed? Have you changed? There was a time. There was a time we'd do exactly what God told us to do and how God yeah. told us to do it. Yeah. But then we got to that place where God really don't want me to do all that. Yeah, come on. God really don't want me to say all that. God really don't want me to go there when I could go over here because it's a whole lot better over here than it is over there. 
And there used to be a time we wouldn't argue with God. And amen, we didn't question God because we were led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Listen, uh, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Uh, led by the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. We need to get back to that right now. Amen. Have you changed, Saul? Saul, I remember when thou were littlest in thine own sight and you used to, you, Saul, you used to go out there and you'd find those things that were lost. Saul, I remember when God told you to do something, you would go do it and you didn't question. Yes. You didn't question it. You just went and did it. Yes, sir. Yes. Saul, I remember. I remember when you used to want to be around like-minded people. But now he's not. There was, there was a day in Saul's life that he loved David. There was a day in his life that he wanted to be around David. There was a day in Saul's life that he enjoyed being around David. But something happened because Saul changed. Amen. And when Saul, listen, y'all got to understand, God withdrew the Spirit from Saul. And now he's seeking advice down at Endor from a witch. Some of y'all been on Dear Abby today. What's the new year going to do for me? Can I tell you something about them sickets? They're going to tell you exactly what you want to hear. Do you think you're going to call one of them, hey man, and they're going to tell you you ugly? <laughs> Do you think you're going to call, hey man, one of them sockets, and they're going to tell you you're going to marry somebody ugly? Or that you ain't going to have a good job and you're going to be broke? No, they tell you exactly what you want to hear. You're going to marry somebody beautiful. You're going to marry a handsome guy. You're going to have a lot of money. You're going to get, and the whole time it's ringing up that two ninety five a minute bill. Amen. That's exactly what they're doing. Amen. Used to be a time we wanted to be around each other. Used to be a time we wanted to fellowship with people of like mind. Amen, God's people. Amen, used to be a time, amen, that we couldn't wait to get to church. Used to be a time we wasn't scared to come in and shake somebody by the hand. Amen, now we, now we can't hug nobody and we all fist bumping, we all doing this, look like a bunch of chickens flapping around, amen. God help us to get back to church. I like being around you. But isn't it amazing there's some people tonight that have changed so much that they don't want to be around you. And it ain't you, by the way. It's what's in you. It's what's in you, amen. They don't want to be around us anymore. Why? Because they changed. They changed, amen. And now they don't want to be around nobody godly. They don't want to be around church, amen. They don't want fellowship. I'm telling you, we need fellowship tonight, amen. Did you come in the house of God tonight? Can I ask you, have you changed? Have you changed? There used to be a time if somebody done you wrong, you would go to them. Do you know how many times in my life, they're still coming, y'all. Do you know how many times in my Christian life that I've had to go say, yeah, I'm sorry, and it wasn't me, but I knew it. 
You know why we do that? Because we don't want to break fellowship. We don't want to break fellowship with God's people. Well, maybe there's something happened in your life. Maybe there's a day that came in your life when God told you to do something and you didn't do it and you disobeyed God and you know it. To this day, right now, you know it. God told you to, but you didn't do it. And it bothers you. Why don't you come tonight? Why don't you come? Why don't you pray? Why don't you ask God to help you leave here like you used to be? Why don't you come and ask God to help you leave here different than what you came in? And let's get close to God again. Let's get revived. Let's change. Hey, man, I don't want to be like that, y'all. I want to be sensitive to the Spirit, don't you? I want to be around God's people. I don't want to hate nobody tonight. Amen. I want, I want to tell somebody about the Lord tomorrow. I want to tell somebody about I want to burden in my heart again to tell somebody about Jesus. Can I ask you a question tonight? Have you changed? As we stand and they get a song, the altars are open, we're going to pray.